Escort Karen steals my dog, so I hunt her down like John Wick. Here's what happened. Subscribe to AMI the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. So, it all started on Sunday, May 26th. I was flying back home from Texas where I was at my girlfriend's sister's wedding. We had a layover in Vegas before our one-hour flight back to Sacramento. I land in Vegas and I get reception. That's when my roommates call me and tell me how the door to our backyard gate was busted open and my beautiful husky wolf mix was missing. That dog is everything to me. She's three years old now and I've had her since she was two months. She's been with me through all my breakups, my layoffs, and my evictions. She was my only friend when all my other friends believed the rumors my ex said about me. Anyways, she's gone, and I get home to start doing the usual putting up flyers, offering a reward, and notifying every shelter, vet, and her chip company of her disappearance. I put notices on every lost and found page, and suddenly it starts to go viral on Facebook. A lot of people really wanted to help me find my dog, and I had eyes everywhere. I wake up one day to a Craigslist ad with a picture of an unknown girl hugging my dog, with the ad titled, Found Husky, sent to me by a friend. So I contacted the ad maker. The lady was nice and explained how she didn't find my dog, but a friend of hers on Instagram found her. She watched her post pictures on Instagram and brag about how the universe brought me this beautiful dog. She sent me screenshots of her Instagram and all the pictures she posted of my dog. She then tells me that she doesn't know her personally, but that she's a fellow escort. It turns out the girl who has my dog is an escort, so she messaged the girl to tell her that she found the owner of the dog. And she fully deletes all posts about my dog and blocks the ad maker. So I think, alright, this is already viral. Game on, lady. I get all the people who have been searching, including my detective aunt, and we make a hunt. I file a police report and they're down to bust the chick. But I have to find where she is and holding my dog for them to do anything, which is pretty useless. I get people to start contacting one another. We found her legal name, all the addresses she's tied to with, including her boyfriend's stepmom, stepdad, possibly dad, and stepmom's info. We even found two warrants for her arrest. She was charged with petty theft, hit and run involving property damage, lying to a police officer, and possession of contraband. After I found that info, including her being an escort, which is illegal where I'm from, we had her. I dug up all her info, including emails and phone numbers with her escort phone number. So I call this woman to confront her, and she starts yelling at me about how I'm harassing and threatening her. This is the first time I've ever talked to this woman. She starts going on about how she's going to press charges on me. She also said she brought my dog to a shelter two days prior and told me which shelter. I confirmed that wasn't true. Meanwhile, I'm gathering all the proof I have that this dog is mine, which is three years of time-stamped photos with me and the dog and the chip information that my dog is registered with and her being in my name with the chip company. She's told this and still refuses to give her back saying that she's afraid to give the dog back because I'm threatening her, which I never did and have proof of that. So now she's on blast on Facebook and Instagram and Reddit as well. I'll provide updates later. Update. So I'm not sure what more I can really do. The court fees to even try and get this woman is gonna break my bank, and I already spent over a grand trying to find my dog. Then even trying to find and serve her with the court papers may not work. 
because the cops will only try three times before they say, well, you're on your own. And then I would have to hire a private investigator. I'm not sure what to do besides blast her so hard this ends up on every news station and radio station in the Sacramento region. Update 2 Oh boy, check this out. That girl that stole my dog was with another girl when they found my dog. And boy does the plot thicken. They're both escorts. So the girl that stole my dog, let's call her Blonde Thief, and the girl she was with, we'll call her Red Haired Thief. Blonde Thief left for San Francisco to work. She came home early to find Red Haired Thief was sleeping with Blonde Haired Thief's boyfriend. And it gets better. Red Haired Thief beat Blonde Haired Thief's butt, which involved the cops and a public police report. Boyfriend was taken to jail for domestic violence, and so did Red Haired Thief. Now that that is public record, I looked up the incident. Sadly, there was no house address when I looked it up. I'll keep you guys posted. Final update. The red-haired thief contacted me and told me the blonde-haired thief took my dog to her dad's house. So I went detective and looked up who her dad is. I got his legal name, Facebook, and phone number. I get a car with a beefy friend of mine and drive one hour to Valley Springs to where her dad lives. We pull up to the property and there's my dog running up to the fence to greet me. I open the gate and she tackles me. I put her in the car and call the cops. They arrive and do their hardest to get him to answer the door, but the police chalk it up to him not being home. They take my statement and I explain everything down to each fine detail, including the escort in question having a record. They said they'll be catching him, and I'll be pressing charges for animal endangerment and grand theft. She'll also be adding a third warrant to her record. So glad that's over, and my dog is so happy to see me again. The next day, I get a message from my friend. Turns out the thief sent her a message on Instagram about contacting the police over me harassing her. My friend then asked her if she realized that the owner came to her dad's house and took her dog back while the police watched it happen. That I had told the police that I was pressing charges on her and that they're coming for her. And to enjoy jail, the thief flipped. She started threatening my friend and saying she's gonna fight her, calling her all kinds of unsavory names. In all seriousness, hasn't this jerk had her butt beat enough this week? Yeah, if someone stole my dog, I'd be hunting them down too. Especially when you have an idea of who did it and have some clues. There's no way you're letting that go. Like you said, you had everybody in your area on your side, eyes open looking for this dog. It sounds like even the thief's own friends were turning against her. All the boyfriends sleeping with drama aside, she sounds like a crappy person in general, not just the stealing of your dog. It's no wonder no one close to her was going to back her up. We don't get any more updates on this story, but I hope that they really did catch up to her and she got held accountable for what she did. She's probably just lucky she wasn't there when the owner showed up, or she would have gotten her butt beat yet again. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below. And don't forget to subscribe. High school jerks decide to egg the quiet kid's house, not realizing that they have the granddaddy of revenge pranks coming their way. I spent my high school years in a small town in Wisconsin. There were only a few stoplights and everyone knew everyone. If you screwed up or did something embarrassing, 
everyone knew about it within hours. Sometime sooner, I had a small circle of friends and then a host of acquaintances that I hung out with from time to time. One of them is the center of our story. He was a pretty good guy. We'll call him Ted for the story's sake. The problem, of course, was that he was your standard outcast in high school life. He wasn't athletic, played video games in a time where gamers truly were considered nerds or geeks, and was a skinny kid with glasses, which made him easy to pick on. I've been and always will be a gamer, so he and I had no issues getting along. I was slightly more athletic and played football, so I was able to at least keep some of the guys off his back for him. There was nothing I could do about the hockey guys, though. Let's go to the event in question. It was a Saturday night and we were at the bowling alley with a couple of our mutual friends. All was going well until several members of said hockey team come walking in and, of course, get put in the lane just a couple down from us. Close enough where they could be jerks and show off in front of their girlfriends. Of course they singled him out and left the rest of us alone. But that doesn't really fly very well with me, and I tried to get them to stop, which failed, of course. After putting up with their crap for an entire game, Ted finally showed a little backbone and quite loudly told them to shut the heck up and leave him alone. Well, in small town logic, doing something like that means you're asking for more trouble that you don't want. One of the players said to him, Oh, you're gonna be a big man now. Well, don't worry. We'll put you in your place. I stepped in and told them to just leave us alone and that nothing needed to happen because it was really pointless, as just about everything was regarding high school issues. They stopped it and we finished our game, heading to one of our mutual friends' houses to hang out there. We think nothing of it and I head home pretty late that night. My phone rings the next morning. It's Ted and he's crying. They egged my house last night. The hockey guys? Yes, it's a mess. How bad is it? And how do you know it was them? One of them called me to rub it in. We had the windows open. Some of it got in here. I headed over there shortly after. And sure enough, the house was absolutely pelted and covered with yolk, marks, eggshells, everything. Inside the house were at least seven or eight direct hits. It was pretty gross. I stuck around and helped him clean it up. During the cleanup, though, I realized that Ted was not only over his crying, but he was plotting revenge. When we were done cleaning up, he started calling up a couple of his friends for ideas. He wasn't going to be able to get everyone back, but he could at least get the one that seemingly led the charge. And he did get him. Oh boy, did he get him. Being in Wisconsin, one thing that underagers really like to do, besides drink illegally, is to chew tobacco. He had a couple of friends who did just that, and because they weren't exactly the cleanest people around, had some bottles of spit and other things laying about. He asked them to bring him whatever they could. Before they came over with those bottles, he went and bought a couple dozen eggs. I assumed he was going to return the favor of egging the house, and just taking it one step further. Nope. He was out to do damage. So what's the plan? I'm going to get however big of a container I need and throw all of this stuff together. Rotten eggs, chew spit, whatever else I can find. I threw up a little bit in my mouth. That's, wow, that's pretty darn good. You gonna throw it on the jerk's house? Oh no, something way better than that. He ended up combining all of it into a small bucket. There was a lot of it. It was extremely disgusting. To top it off, he left it outside in the sun to just kind of stew for a while. It was an unusually warm spring for us. So leaving that outside to stew was pretty darn ingenious. 
He left it outside for a week. By the time the following weekend rolled around, this was some of the worst smelling crap I had ever encountered. The kid had a plan, and he was going to do whatever he had in mind. His parents were trying to figure out if it was possible to do an investigation, but with no witnesses, there wasn't much they could do. Phone calls meant nothing, and Ted figured this was the best option. Ted's plan was simple. You see, Hockey Jerk had a brand new truck. It also had a pretty good sound system in it, and these guys would hang out in parking lots just sitting around talking, complaining, and he would have his windows wide open. Ted was getting that bucket of wretchedness into the cab of his truck. He didn't care how. Unfortunately, I wasn't around to witness this. I was out of state with the family the weekend that it occurred, but I did get the phone call from our friend who drove him to the hangout. He was lucky enough to catch them in the parking lot and far enough away from the truck where he had a clean shot. They pulled up alongside of the truck, and Ted managed to pop out, launch the contents of the bucket into the cab through the window, and get back into the car before they could make it to him. While on the phone with the getaway driver, I could hear Ted laughing so hard in the background, he was hyperventilating. I was concerned that he was going to get into major trouble, but he truly did not care. He had reached his breaking point and was basking in the glory of his revenge. I got back to school on Monday and it was the talk of the school. The truck's interior was flat out ruined and smelled like Sex Panther. He couldn't even drive it because Ted had managed to do a surgical strike and douse just about everything and then just chucked the bucket into it upside down to ensure that it all got in there. He had become a legend in the manner that he'd only ever hoped for. Ted had been concerned that he was going to get his butt kicked because of this. And truth be told, I think everyone expected it. However, it didn't happen. Because word had already reached the higher-ups in the school. My town was very much a good old boy town where eye for an eye still meant something. The two of them were brought into a meeting and told that they were not even to speak to each other. As for the damages caused, both sets of parents were informed of what was shared in the meeting where each of them admitted to their actions. The parents were asked to handle discipline of each of their children and to work out the issue of the damages caused. The parents ended up agreeing to just take care of their own problems and leave it at that. No one bothered Ted after that. Hockey Jerk's truck became known as the Spit Cup truck, which ticked him off to no end. Ted ended up getting a girlfriend out of the whole mess, because honestly, showing that kind of guts, it just had to happen. He never really became a popular kid in high school, but no one dared screw with him after that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, that definitely took a lot of guts. You got to assume that there are going to be some kind of repercussions coming your way after an act like that. And he went through with it anyway. I'm not saying the alternative was better for him to just sit there and take it. I'm just saying it took some guts to do that. Apparently, the lesson here is if you're going to get revenge, you got to go big. That way, everyone knows about it, and it's a little bit harder for them to get back at you. I doubt these jerks ever thought that kid had it in him. Somehow, I ended up with a magically refilling beer. I was sitting in a local restaurant having dinner and a beer after work on a Friday evening. 
The restaurant wasn't packed and it was nice and quiet, and I didn't see anyone I knew, so I just sat there all by myself with my own thoughts enjoying the meal. I finished the meal and my beer and went outside for a smoke. When I came back in, there was a new beer on my table. I asked the waiter if he'd read my mind, and he just smiled at me. After the beer, I ordered a drink and finished it before I went to the bathroom to make room for another one. Same thing happened. There was a new drink standing on my table waiting for me. I was puzzled for a bit but finished it and called the waiter to pay my bill. He came over and told me that it was already taken care of. What? By who? And why? It turned out that a man I didn't know paid it all. I thanked him but asked him why as I clearly didn't know him. He asked me if I remembered helping a young couple moving a large cupboard from a trailer and inside a house a year or so ago. I barely did as it was a long time ago and wasn't anything special. One day when I was walking around the neighborhood, he and his pregnant wife, I guess six or seven months, had bought said cupboard and I was helping him lift it so his wife didn't have to. I mean, she was pregnant and that's what you do. You help out when you can. They didn't know anyone around the area and didn't have anyone to ask for help and thought she would have to help out lifting it. He said, Actually, I own this place. It's my pleasure to give something back to you for the help you gave us back then. Sorry for the lack of Karens and the drama you're familiar with in these stories. You don't need to apologize at all, my friend. It's nice to have a good wholesome one once in a while. Our original poster kind of wrote off his good deed, thinking that it's just something that anyone would do. And I agree. I think most people would think that way. But regardless, there are those who would just walk on by or think themselves too busy and think someone else is going to help them instead. But you actually stopped and did the task and helped. And that counts for something. It's nice to get a little something back, even if it's way in the future. Karen demands I bring her car around and then assaults me. This happened in spring of 2018. My mother had traveled abroad to visit one of her relatives. So when she was flying back, I went to get her. We live about three hours away from the airport. Because our oldest was recovering from a stomach bug, hubby decided to stay home with the kids and I would get my mother and bring her home. My mother's flight was scheduled to arrive at 1.15, but when I got there, I found out that they had a two-hour delay and I had to wait. I thought, alright, I'll enjoy a coffee while I wait, and notified my husband. The weather was good, with no clouds, and I decided to have my coffee on the outside patio of the coffee shop. I grabbed my tablet and, because the airport is a bit windy, a yellow windbreaker. And apparently that was the problem. I was reading my book on my tablet, enjoying my coffee, wearing my yellow windbreaker, when I heard a, Hey you! I didn't think it was directed at me and continued reading. Then I felt someone looming above me and a, I'm talking to you! I looked up to see a man looking down at me. The following exchange happened. For the cast, we have me, Chad, the entitled jerk, Karen, the entitled jerk's wife, and the police officer. Yes? Where's my rental? Thinking he was asking where the rental companies had desks, I replied that they were on the other side of a rival's area. Okay, well, be a good employee and bring it here. I will certainly not do that. I don't work for the rentals. Yes, you do. Now go and get it. No. This goes on back and forth like we're four-year-old kids when Karen inserts herself in the conversation. Honey, what's taking so long? This employee here doesn't want to bring our rental. Karen comes and grabs my windbreaker's lapel and puts her face uncomfortably close to mine. Listen, you little jerk. 
Me and my husband are very good clients. I don't care if you're on your break, but if you don't bring the car in three minutes, we will get you fired. I'm extremely ticked off at that point. Listen, jerk, take your paws off me or we will have trouble. Oh, you threaten me? Me? You are so getting fired. At that point, she swings her arm, hitting the coffee, spilling it on the table, but missing the tablet, and all over me. I stand up, screaming, screw off, jerk, go find your own rental. Karen at that point slapped me, while her husband was screaming obscenities. I flipped and slapped her back, which initiated a fight. When the initial argument began, a couple of bystanders had taken notice. The shouting had attracted a crowd, and when the fighting started, somebody called the cops. Two officers came and separated us. Alright, what happened? The employee refused to help us and then attacked my wife. I don't work here, jerk, and your wife attacked me. Madam, language, please. I want to press charges. Okay, you're all coming with us. We ended up at the airport police station. One officer went to get the manager of the rental company and the other reviewed the tapes with his boss. The rental company manager verified I wasn't an employee. They wear white shirts and black ties and a lanyard with their access ID. I was wearing a Cthulhu t-shirt and jeans. The cameras verified the attack. I pressed charges on the jerk and just left to get my mother. Whoa, this got out of control real quick. Wearing a yellow windbreaker shouldn't make you a target for Karen's. I don't know what I would have done if I was in our original poster situation. You're just hanging out, enjoying yourself, and this couple's getting aggressively in your face. I mean, I guess you can try and walk away, but this sounds like it escalated so quickly, our poster didn't really have that chance. Either way, good for her for standing up for herself, and I'm glad there were cameras nearby. Otherwise, who knows what kind of story that Karen would have spun. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. Or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot. Everything linked in the description.